We're your hosts, Hugh and Adrian. I'm an investment professional with an MBA in finance. And I'm Adrian, a financial counselor, and I help my clients establish and reach their wealth saver financial goals. Tailored Wealth Saver Podcast is here to bring you tailored stories that will educate and inspire you on how to enjoy life, grow wealth, and become a wealth saver. It, it works. That's true. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Keeping up with our inflation theme starting last season with You Just Got a Pay Cut, we continue the inflation discussion with our resident expert, Carl McGarvey, about real estate trends and, of course, specifics of inflation with Professor Dr. Thomas. Now, to bring everything together this season, we are finishing our discussion with a guaranteed, no gimmick investment that will allow you to earn 9.62% interest for at least six months. That's right. 9.62% interest earned for six months. With inflation measuring above 9% this year, do you think this 9.62% guaranteed investment is worthwhile? Let's get into it. So, uh, let's dive into this investment opportunity, Adrian. Um, I'm curious you know, I'm sure our listeners are curious and they need to know what investment you're talking about that has a guarantee of 9.62%. Guarantee, like absolutely it's yours. Okay. So my favorite investment right now, not my fully favorite, but a huge investment right now are the I-bonds, which are from the government and you can purchase them and they are guaranteeing you 9.62% interest earned. Now Q, as an investment advisor, how do you feel about this investment? Well, uh, you know, let's kind of talk a little bit about what I bonds are, I guess. So like you said, they're issued by the US Treasury. Um, and essentially when we talk about safety or uh, risk within bonds. We're really discussing about credit or counterparty risk. Uh, and then we're probably talking also about uh, inflation or interest rate risk. Um, so while inflation is at nine, around 9%, we here we have some protections because what is an I-bond, right? It represents a shifting interest rate based off of the expected CPI. So yeah, you might not get a bunch of gains per se on a real basis, which real just means the amount that you'll receive in interest minus the rate of inflation, but on a nominal basis, which just means the actual money you receive in interest, this is great. I mean, I don't know too many other investments you're getting 9.6% from. (laughs) And then the, well, yeah, backed by the US government, you know, so That's pretty, pretty safe right there. All right. So I know some people are going to have questions, especially our listeners. So some of the stipulations, I guess we can make this just us talking about it overall. But what would you say are some of the stipulations for the I-Buy? Like, can I just get 9.62% in six months, take my money and run? Like, what do I have to do with that? Yeah. Um, So you have to hold the, well, usually you have to hold it for at least five years uh, to not lose um, some of the interest that you receive in the later months, but you are required to keep 
the uh, the funds invested in your I bonds for at least one year. Um, but if you choose to sell them off after that first year, you're I guess like what you lose out on is essentially um, you lose the three months equivalent of the prior three months interest. So it's very low downside. You're still going to get that 9.62%. It's just determining what you get after that isn't uh, is going to be determined on a rolling six month basis by the treasury. And then if you sell after a year, you're really just giving up on that additional interest that you'll get later on. And you can hold them up to 30 years. Like there, after that five-year period, you don't have to sell. You can keep it up to 30 years. Right. And there are quite a few people out there that have done exactly that. Um, it's uh, They were released. Uh, these I-bonds were created in the 90s. So when during the release, a lot of people were actually quite excited because at that time, our rate of inflation was you know, it was fluctuating. It wasn't always at 2%. We haven't always had um, sub 2% inflation in this country. Mm -hmm. So everybody keeps talking about the 70s and 80s, but even in the 90s, we had three, 4% annualized inflation throughout the 90s. So uh, that has been a benefit for a lot of these people. Now, the last like, you know, 15, 20 years has been a different story, but now where there are... thoughts that we might have sustained inflation, this should give you some protection. All right. And speaking of that, so since we had just talked about CPI and the interest, how it's um, calculated. So reason why I said like, typically, hopefully we never see, I pray that we don't ever see I buys at 15% rate of return, because that's basically meaning that we've had a like the CPI, the consumer price index has jumped up and skyrocketed very high for there to be a 15% interest rate. So I-bonds aren't going to pay the highest interest rate around, but right now that is a pretty safe guaranteed investment. And that amount, again, it's usually based upon the CPI when the treasury says for the next six months, the rates are going to be at whatever percent. All right, Adrian. So, I mean, you had a wonderful point there. How do we tell our listeners how to purchase an I-bond? Yeah, so you can actually purchase I-bonds one of two ways. The first way is probably the easiest way. You can go directly, and we'll put this link in our show notes, but you can go to treasurydirect.gov, and you can also purchase it through your federal income tax return. So probably at this time of the year, hopefully, unless you filed an extension, you've already paid your taxes um, and you've already gotten your return if you are getting one. So right now, it's probably easier just to go to treasurydirect.gov. So basically, anybody can go onto the treasury website and make a purchase. Is there a specific limit? Yeah. So the limit is the minimum amount that you can purchase if you do it online is $25 and the maximum that you can purchase online is up to $10,000. Now, if you do it through your federal taxes, you can do up to $5,000 um, or the minimum you can do is $50 through the federal taxes. But if you go online, you can do up to $10,000. The minimum is $25. So, I mean, that yeah. gives you a lot of like wiggle room. If you don't have that much where you're like, Hey, I don't know if I'm gonna need this money in five years or not then you can do a smaller amount. But if you have it available to invest, you can do up to $10,000. Yeah, even in this case, even if you have uh, need something and you're looking to just 
you know, maybe safer home, for instance, um, you know, that's, that's something I've seen quite a lot is people are trying to save up for their homes, but they're worried about the inflation rate and the amount of effect that it's having on their, uh, their current funds. Like, are they be going to you be able to afford that same, uh, let's say that same home in the future, if mm-hmm. it moves or changes in price by five or 10%. And, um, instead of having to think, okay, well, we're going to have to save for an extra year to make up for that 5% difference. You know, you, they can invest into these I bonds, which protects them from that inflation change over the course. And if, especially if they're saving over the course of multiple years. And so much better than a savings account, which is paying maybe 0.5% interest. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And so crazy, really quick story. When I graduated high school, I never knew my dad had did this, but he had purchased an I-bond like sometime in the 90s. I have no idea when. But when I graduated high school, he sent me the I-bond as like something I could cash because he had invested into it all these years prior and then it had matured. And he was like, you can cash it or you can hold on to it. It's completely up to you. That's pretty cool, actually. So basically, he did a really good job of making sure that your money was protected from day one from inflation. Right. Granted, didn't earn the highest rate because I bonds aren't going to like earn like 15, 20 percent or we're going to have like crazy high inflation if that happens. But it was just some type of it was a small investment. All right, Keith, so I have a question. If I would happen to pass away before cashing out my I bond, like what happens if I pass away? Yeah, so. Like any of your investments, you should be designating a beneficiary. Um, so if you're the only person listed on your I-bond, then of course, it's just going to go to your state, um, depending on the state that you live in right, or your residency is. Um, so we dis- we're planning on discussing this in season three, where we're going to have an episode about estate planning and designating benefits, talking about trust wills and all this stuff. So look out for that next, uh, this next season. But the, what we need to know this episode is really about the beneficiaries, right? So most of the time your bonds or your treasury direct will have an option for you to designate a beneficiary. That is just something that's standard across all investments, um, usually investment accounts, but in the case that you're the only person listed, yeah, it's just going to go to your estate. Um, you'll, your family will be able to recover it in the future as long as it's done within a certain time frame. And that's pretty much it. Easy going. It's like, like I do not, unless you need the money immediately, I think this is an excellent alternative, especially if you just have money sitting in a savings account. Like it's guaranteed and it's a safe investment. If the I-bonds, like, default for whatever reason we have bigger problems going on in the u.s and that's not happened historically knock on wood it will not happen in the future well we did default once before it was a technical default when we moved over from uh actually moving from the gold standard to the fiat system during the nixon era however oh. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. It was a couple of days. It didn't. It wasn't that bad. We didn't really get dinged that much because most of the transfer was just making sure that people were still able to get dollars. That's what people were concerned about. And you know, we are still here today with the still the highest um, odds of making our payments. So we have a good repayment history, at least. I never knew that. Q, you always have something like so informative or historical. 
Yeah, you know, like I like my history. It's important. Speaking of this season, I'm super excited. So we've talked about inflation a ton. We talked about the pay cut you took. Well, that was first season, but we talked about like the effects of inflation, how we can kind of combat it. This is obviously an investment that helps to combat inflation. Um, but what would you say is probably like your favorite part of this season and listeners if you don't know this is actually our season finale but we're going to talk about this season in full detail yeah um let, let me think about that i think uh i had we had some good episodes i found the art nft with volan to be really interesting um there were some things in there that i didn't know uh as well as the business credit with uh Mike Tybor. I think that was really interesting. We had, I mean, I, I didn't have the knowledge that he had. He had a very, he had a breadth of knowledge. His story was interesting too. And I just remember I really took something away from that episode. So um, anytime I learned something, I always feel like that's, that's a good episode. I'd probably go back to that one. I like that. How about you? Oh, we had some great episodes, Q. Um, I know. <laughs> ah, my favorite one. I'm going to be biased for just a moment and mention my sore Jay, because that managing your credit, her telling her personal story really stood out. And obviously my neighbor with the real estate trends with Carl um, and Dr. Thomas too. He had like three episodes he did with us. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, like this is really tough. All of our episodes are really, really good. Like they're all informative and even if it's something like a subject I'm really well versed on, it's still a new perspective that I probably haven't thought about or considered yet. Yeah. Speaking of Dr. Thomas, the financial shaming episodes were kind of interesting. Diagnosing or like kind of deep diving into the psychology of it all. Yeah. Yeah. That was really uh, an informative class. I felt like I felt like we we stepped into a uh, a classroom and kind of got a, a really good education or at least a, a, a very informative dive into a specific arena of um, psychology. Ah, all of our episodes are really good. Like, I love, we've had some excellent, great guests. Yeah, and we're hoping to get some great, even greater ones in season three. Um, I know we've been working on already some of our episode lists. Like, we already said we're going to be doing an estate planning Um episode going into season three, but we also have, you know, just a series that we're going to be launching called generational wealth. So that'll kind of talk about the different areas um, of what we would consider to be wealth building um, pathways for everybody, and as well as ways to secure that wealth once you get it. So talk about trust, life insurance, real estate, um, any, then I think we have some episodes talking about um, pot, like determining your car payment sizes and, you know, those kind of strategies that you can use there. So I'm, I'm stoked for season three too. And, and I don't know if you want to drop this little nugget. We, news? yeah. Okay. So listeners, if you have not heard, so excited, so humbled, our podcast, Wealth Saver Podcast was chosen as an award finalist for Plutus Foundation's Best New Personal Finance Podcast Award. Like that is just huge. Like celebration, 
Yeah. So really, so some people are like, what is Plutus Foundation? Like, what all do they do? So Plutus Foundation is a huge organization. They're a not-for-profit. And basically, they really focus on helping um, support people to empower them to make better financial decisions with financial confidence and be able to be competent. So for us to be nominated, I don't know, I'm just I'm just huge on that for us to be nominated for this award, not to be nominated, but to be an award finalist as the best new personal finance podcast award. Like, I don't know, that's just that's huge. And I'm thankful for all of our guests. Q, I'm thankful for you because you're like investment professional knowledge expert. But all of our guests and our listeners, like this would not be possible without anyone. Well, without any of y'all. Yes. Thank you so much, listeners. You guys have really, really been amazing. And we, if you guys, like we've said through all the season, if you have questions or topics that you want us to cover, send us an email. Like we are listening. You're also, we're also on Instagram. You can send us a DM, you know, slide in our DMs. (laughs) Yes. So Please, guys, tune in for season three, which we are hoping will uh, be even bigger than season two. Um, And we're shooting for a drop in winter. So any last words, Adrian? I like it. (laughs) All right. Season two, we're out. It's a wrap. Like what you heard? Make sure you rate us and subscribe to Taylor Well Saver Podcast. If you have podcast ideas or topics you'd like for us to cover, email us at podcast at tailoredwealthsaver.com. Done.